Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. We're going to continue our uh, study, but I'm wanting to finish this this morning so that next time we start on another subject. But let's be very quick this day. Uh, we've been talking about the blood for quite some time now, and the last few weeks we focused on the blood um, the, 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 the redemption that is available in the blood, justification through the blood, and sanctification in the blood. Now listen, redemption means what? To buy back. Somebody say buy back. Buy back something that, that was lost by payment of a ransom. That's important. A ransom was paid and you were bought back and now you belong to Christ. And according to Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood. That means we've been bought with the blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So we've been, for, we've been bought and we've been forgiven. Say amen somebody. Hallelujah. All right. The next thing we look at is justification. Well, what does that mean? Justification means not only to be forgiven of your sins, but you are declared that all the claims of the law are satisfied in respect of to be justified. So everything that has been leveled against you as charges have now been taken care of so that you are now, what? Justified. That means you stand just as if no charges can be leveled against you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. And Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. So there is a wrath that is coming. We talked about the wrath of God and the wrath of the devil. But justification protects us and keeps us safe, whether it's the wrath of the devil or the wrath of God. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, we also looked at the sanctification that is made available to us in the blood. And we said, sanctification means separation. Sancti to sanctify someone or something is to set the person or the thing apart for the use intended by its designer. So, God's to be set aside for God's intended purposes. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Now, through the process of sanctification, God has now not only given us the blood for our sins to be forgiven, but there is a protection now provided so that the enemy cannot hurt us or cannot dominate us. The enemy has lost its power because now we are the property of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Are you with me? The devil does not have dominion over you. Sin cannot dominate your life. You belong to Christ. So now use the blood. Plead the blood. Every time you're tempted to do something that is ungodly, every time a thought comes for you to move in a direction that is ungodly, you plead on the blood and say, Father, I will not yield to the pressure because of the power that is made available in the blood. Somebody say amen. So through the blood of Jesus, we are now overcomers because the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Glory. Somebody say amen. Sin cannot make you do anything. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now, the next thing we're going to look at is 
In the blood, we have an inheritance. Remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about the inheritance in the blood. And we said there is inheritance in the blood. Blood is not only for covering and defense, but it is also our ticket to the promise of eternal inheritance. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 9. And we're going to read two particular verses, 12 and 15. Very quickly, please. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah. This redemption is what? Eternal. This buyback is forever. Somebody say amen. All right. So, and he did it with his own blood. Now go to verse 15. For this cause, he is the mediator. Now, Jesus is the mediator of the New Testament that by the means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now, get this, please. Jesus poured his blood out to secure and obtain eternal redemption for us. All right? Now, then he also says, he is the mediator for the redemption of the transgressors so that they which are called, are you called? Yes. I said, are you called? Yes. So they that are called may receive what? The promise of eternal inheritance. Glory. There is an eternal inheritance for us in God. And the blood became the exchange, the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood, now God has given us access to that eternal inheritance. Say amen, somebody. All right. This is the original inheritance. But anyway, we have an inheritance in the blood. And Jesus shed his blood to obtain an inheritance for us, not for himself. All this he did it for who? For you and me. Amen. By his blood, he brought man to his original inheritance. Now, what is this original inheritance? Genesis chapter 1. Say amen if you get there, please. Genesis chapter 1, and let's look at verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let man have what? Let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. So man was made in the image and likeness of God, and God said, let man have what? Dominion over the creation of God. This was our inheritance. We were designed for blessings. Hallelujah. We were designed to be blessed. But this original inheritance that we had was lost through Adam's sin. But praise God for Jesus because Jesus repurchased it in his blood. Now you didn't get it. I said, you didn't get it. Did you get it? I said, did you get it? What was lost through Adam's disobedience 
has once again been obtained and secured by our Lord Jesus by shedding his precious blood. Therefore, because of this, the devil cannot harass you, trouble you, or harm you in any way. You got to know this truth. Many times because of our unbelief, we allow the devil to dominate our lives. But you got to know that you know that you know that you know God has placed you above the devil. Come on now, amen. You are not below the devil, you're above the devil. See, I cannot command somebody that is over me, can I? I can only request somebody that is over me. I cannot command somebody that, was, that is my equal. I can request them. But I can always command a subordinate. Talk to me somebody. Am I right? Okay. The Bible tells me that God, Jesus has given me this power. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall do what? Request the devil? Plead with the devil? No. Cast the devil out. That means with a scorn. What? Who do you think you are? How dare you do this to me? Why? Because you are on a higher plane. You can't talk like that and bind somebody and cast somebody and say, get out of my house. Get out of my property. Take your dirty hands of my wife. Take your dirty hands of my children. Take your dirty hands of my husband. Whatever. Your husband is a drunkard. You go and you say, devil, how dare you take my husband and make him a slave to you. I command you and I bind you in the name of Jesus, you spirit of alcohol. I cast you out in Jesus' name. Now, sometimes, sometimes they will resist you. Come on, talk to me. If you read the version carefully, the Bible, the Lord, the Bible says when Jesus arrived at the place called Gadarenes, he cast the devil out. Then he said, what is your name? That means the devil was trying to resist him. He said, what is your name? Then he begins to talk and then he says, get out. Because the devil wanted to make a request. Huh? Well, talk to me then. Amen? He's making a request. You don't request somebody that is below you. You request somebody that is above you. Am I making sense to you? So the devil knew his place. He said, if it please, help us, you know, allow us to go to the pigs. And that same Jesus said, all power is given unto me. Now therefore, go. Amen. And the Bible says, even as the, God, even as the Father sent Jesus into this world, so send I you. So with the same authority, same command, same power, God is sending us. But the problem is, we don't believe. And when you believe, you, don't, you stick to your ground and you don't move. You have to make the devil move out. Come on now. So when there is trouble, after saying it three times and nothing happens, you give in and you start retreating and giving more space to the enemy. But you're praying 
and again you're going back. You're praying, you're worshipping, you're giving, you're sowing, but you're going back. Giving more and more territory to the enemy. No, you stick to your ground, you stay there, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you sow seed, you do everything, but don't move. If you have, if you have to move, as you keep commanding, move forward. You're taking back the territory. You're taking back everything the devil has stolen. Say amen. See, this God has given us as our inheritance. Somebody say amen. You have dominion. That's what I want you to know. When you appreciate the instrument of purchase, the instrument that has been used in the transaction, which is what? The blood. Somebody shout the blood. You will then understand how to operate it. If you don't understand the value and the power there is in that blood, you will not know how to operate it. Everybody says the blood. Everybody can say, but if without the understanding, you will not have the power or the power behind it operate in your favor. Say amen. When you have the understanding, as the understanding increases, you become too much for the devil. When you know that the original inheritance has been restored back to you, you've become ex extremely violent in exercising your dominion and authority. As the understanding increases, you become more violent in the kingdom of the darkness. I heard this testimony of a man of God who was in a meeting and he was teaching on healing. And uh, we, they began to pray and this woman came forward who had a growth on her chest. And as he was praying, he felt in the Lord to tell her to go to the washroom and take another sister with her to take some water and apply it. And he said, when you do that, it'll disappear. So she went and she came back excited because the moment she touched that growth, the growth disappeared. Hallelujah. And he had a few more like that happen. Then one day another woman showed up. She too had a growth. He said the same thing. He said, go and apply some water. Go with another sister. Apply it and the growth will go. So she went in. She applied the water. It didn't go. It must have reduced a little bit. And she did it two or three times. He, went, he sent her back. And finally she came. But she didn't come straight to the altar. She was coming and, and she was standing right at the back of the, the meeting. At the back. So this man of God saw her and he knew it did not happen. So he said, the sister has come. She has a testimony. Now you know, see how bold you got to be. That's what I'm trying to say. When you know your dominion, you will act with boldness. So she came forward and he said, what happened? She said, I'm sorry. I have to tell you that the growth has not gone. So he stood her and he said, she said, the growth has not gone. He said, but I said, this is what he said. Now listen carefully. But I said, it is gone. She said, no, sir, it's not gone. It's still there. He said, but I said the growth is gone. Now, she was getting confused. He said, no, sir, I tried it. I did it. It didn't go. He said, but I said it's gone. He did it for a few times and she got confused and said, okay, well, if you say it's gone, it's gone then. <laughs> and then she felt and it was gone. <laughs> now, what am I trying to say? When you take a stand, you don't change your stance until the thing changes, not you change. So what you say has to come to pass. When you know the value and the power in that blood, and you begin to speak it, 
And it might seem like the heat is increasing. It might seem like nothing is changing. He said, no, my God said, I plead the blood of Jesus and whatever this is, it has to revert. It has to turn around. It cannot stay there. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I plead the blood over this situation. Somebody say amen. amen. You don't change. You don't move. You don't give up. He kept saying, but I said, hallelujah. The devil will say, but you're still sneezing. But I said I'm healed by the stripes. The devil will say, you still have cramps in your tummy. You're still like, but I said I'm the healed of the Lord. Amen. Say it am I? Not once. And not like, but I said. But I said, no, no, no. He, he can tell. When you are convinced, you don't talk like that. When you're convinced, you know your authority. You know, like sometimes you say, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who I am? Well, that's what you should tell the devil, not other people. Do you know who I am? I'm a son of the living God. Do you know who I am? I carry the very presence of God. Do you know who I am? I have the blood of Jesus on me. Hallelujah. Do you know who I am? My God said, not I. My God said I'm more than a conqueror. How dare you tell me I'm a loser? I cannot lose. It's impossible for me to lose. Come on, shout amen louder. This is time to celebrate in the Lord. Come on, clap your hands and give glory to God. Hallelujah. Shout a louder hallelujah. Shout a louder hallelujah. Bless God. Amen. Hallelujah. There was this man of God who was called to a place where this little girl, I think, or young lady was tormented by the devil. And so they wanted him to cast the devil out. So he began to bind and said, devil, get out in the name of Jesus. He said, I won't go. He said, you've got to go in the name of Jesus. He said, I won't go. I mean, when the devil talks back, a lot of people will back off. You don't expect that. It's because God said, I can cast the devil out. Yes, but don't forget, sometimes there's a battle on your hands. You've got to know there's an opponent who's not going to simply give in. Because he's going to check you out, whether you really know who you are. Whether you really know you have the power, okay? It's not because the power of God is void. It's because he wants to check you out to see if you know that you know that you know you're loaded with that power. He said, I won't go. He kept saying that for a while. He, this man worked and he worked and he worked. It wouldn't go. Eventually he said, my elder brother defeated you on the cross. And he vanquished you and defeated you and put you under his feet. You know what the devil said? Please don't say that. Now the devil is beginning to understand this man had some power. Come on now church. Come on. It's not repeating like a parrot. That's why you need understanding. That's why you need to come to church. To receive that revelation. To receive that understanding. To be loaded with spiritual power and understanding. To battle with the enemy that is trying to destroy your destiny. He said, please don't tell anybody. He said, I will go around the world and proclaim this. My elder brother. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes when kids have fights and they have an elder brother and they say, hey, 
You know who my brother is? Tell the devil, do you know who my brother is? You know who my brother is? He tied you up. He made an open show and put you to shame. Amen. According to Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, he made a show of you, right? You know who my brother is? Amen. That boldness comes when you understand the value and the power that God has invested in that blood, the blood of his dear son. Somebody say amen. amen. So when you get to know this, you become extremely violent in exercising your dominion. We have been redeemed unto him to dominate. Say, I'm called to dominate. Come on. That was the original inheritance. He said, take what? Dominion. Hallelujah. You're not to be under the dominion of the elements of the world. You're not to be under the dominion of the devil. You're not to be under the dominion of circumstances or weather patterns or anything else. Jesus was sleeping when the storm arose. Hallelujah. He said, storm, you're not in charge. I'm in charge. You want to tell me that you're in charge and you're going to put my life in danger? No. You're not in charge. I have dominion over you. Come on now. Amen. Say amen louder. You have been called and you've been redeemed into, to dominate. Without the blood, you are limited. So let's understand the value in the blood of Jesus. Satan is no longer in charge. Before Jesus returns, you will be a dominion star. Hallelujah. Amen. You will dominate and you'll be a dominion star. The Lord said, all power and authority in heaven and on earth was handed over to him, to our Lord Jesus. And after his resurrection from the dead, he legally holds the reins of heaven and earth. And he chose to give the dominion of the earth to the children of men. We are called to dominate. That's why in, in uh, Matthew chapter 28, it says in verse 20, all power is given unto me. Therefore, go. Hallelujah. Therefore, go. Say amen. Now, Psalm 8 verse 6, please. Psalm 8 verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, and has put all things under his feet. Glory to God. He who believes this can enjoy dominion on the earth. See, he, he made him to have dominion over the works of thy, hand, of thy hands, which is for man, and has put all things under his feet. Dominion is no longer in the custody of the devil. Dominion has been restored to man. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ becomes a force to be reckoned with on the earth. And I want to declare, you are that individual. Amen. Come on, receive it and say amen. amen. 1 John 5, 5 says, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, I don't have too much time, but I've got to quickly cover some area. Let's go quickly. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 11 through 12. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, 11 through 12. Okay. We're talking about the sevenfold blessing that has come through the blood. They sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain. Somebody say slain. And has redeemed un us unto to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nations. Verse 11. And, beheld, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne 
and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. And all these people were saying what? Verse 12, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain, all right, to do what? To receive power, riches, come on, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Glory to God. Let's read it again. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was what? Slain to receive. Jesus was slain. His blood was shed to receive something. So what did he receive as a result of being slain and the blood being shed? He received power, honor, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, and blessing. Now, Jesus was, was slain to receive for who? For us, that which was lost by Adam in the Garden of Eden. This is the redemptive value in the blood of Jesus. Now, let's go one by one very quickly. He received what? Power. Somebody say power. power. Hey, listen. He's almighty God. He's almighty God, right? He did not need any more power. He received it for you and I. Hallelujah. Therefore, power has been made available by the blood. So you don't have to be a weakling anymore in life. This power that was received was for who? Come on, for who? Somebody say me. Come on, say it again, me. He said, all power is given unto me for what? Therefore go. So he's transferring that to this power is meant for us. He received it for us. He didn't need it. Are you with me, please? So when you read that scripture, understand, God has loaded us with power that is made available in the blood. Somebody shout amen. amen. He received, next, riches. When the blood was applied after the Passover, Pharaoh surrendered. Until then, he was playing up. But when the blood was applied, now he didn't say, um, let me think. He said, please get up and get out right now in the middle of the night. Go, 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 go. When the blood was applied, he could not stand it anymore. Amen. And God gave the children of Israel great favor. And the Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians. Every one of them began to overflow with riches. Somebody shout riches. Come on, shout riches. riches. See, the blood, the shedding of the blood made them eligible to receive riches. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? So remember, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus did the same thing. At the Passover, his blood was shed. And even as Pharaoh surrendered, this blood causes your enemy and my enemy to surrender. Hallelujah. Psalm 66 verse 3. Say unto the Lord, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. By the blood the enemies will submit. By the blood all the enemies will surrender. In the book of Exodus, after the blood caused their enemies to surrender, favor gave them riches. Now this is what I want you to understand. God made the people of Israel eligible to become Extremely rich after the blood was applied. 
the blood has been shed so that you may no more lack in life. He received riches. Hey, why does he need it? For you and for me. So there is no reason for a child of God to be living in lack or in poverty, no matter which part of the world you live in. Somebody say amen. Because you are in the kingdom. Say amen. Hallelujah. He received next wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom is what showed them the way in the wilderness. There was no road. When they were walking, they were following the cloud and they were following the pillar of fire. But they walked in a way where there were no roads. They had no GPS. They had no maps. But they followed the leading of the Holy Ghost. And the leading of the Lord led them where? To the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Can you see this? Sometimes God on purpose will lead you to a place where he'll make you to look up for help. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.